Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. We're here for you. I love it so much. This is... Maybe we're really here for us. Maybe. But thanks for coming along. We're glad that you are here too. Absolutely. That helps us be here. Yeah. Um, we are... I'm excited about today. I will be honest. I'm not like a big, like, political or patriotic, maybe is the right word, patriotic book reader. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I probably wouldn't have chosen this book on my own, and then I ended up. Anyway, we'll talk okay, about we'll it. Talk but about I had it. feelings about because I actually was really. I know this is like, I read books like this not all the time, but occasionally, and I really enjoy a good book about a president or about political historical things. So I was a little nervous that you weren't gonna like this one. I didn't so, hate it. I'll give you that teaser. But if you want to know my real thoughts, you'll have to keep listening. Keep listening. Um, but before we jump into our discussion about our July book club pick, um, we need to announce our August book club pick. I actually don't want August to be here yet. Is that weird that we're talking about August? <sighs> that means I have to go back to work. Ew. I really love not working. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Right. That is super weird. Right. Um, oh. Well, I... I feel like this is the way it goes for me. I get into a rhythm of school, mm-hmm. and then school ends, and then it's like chaos. It's mad chaos. I have five so, children at yeah. home, and I am like chaos, chaos, crazy, crazy, and then we finally fall into a rhythm. You know what happens right when we fall into that rhythm? It's time to go back to school. Uh, and then it's crazy. We're back to school. Right. We're back to all of our activities and trying to get it all like in a rhythm. <sighs> and that's the hardest part of the year for me, if we look at the whole calendar year, is fall. Because it's, I struggle with a new routine and the new, like I, it's like my brain has to go back to like, my kids are now in different places, different schools. What are the start times? What are the end times? What are the lesson times now? Cause they switch yes. who has to be where and who, now I need to be somewhere as well. And it starts getting darker sooner. And Ew. so that affects my mental health and it all affects <laughs> my mental health. It's super hard. Yeah, it is. Like just like knowing that I'm going to be able to manage, like getting people where they need to go and the timing of it all Mm -hmm. and what time, you know, it does take some time to fall into those routines. Yes. And it's not easy. And I feel chaotic and stumbling until I get there. It's like. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Just tumbling in a washing machine like over and over or a dryer. And I'm like, just (laughs) figure out the routine already. Why is this so hard? Why can't I figure it out? Totally. It is tricky. (sighs) So, but until then. (sighs) But we'll read a book. we do have August. We do. You know, I I know I shouldn't anticipatorily. Is that a word? I maybe just I like it. Um, be thinking about the weather, but we had like <laughs> weird spring that lasted through June. Yes, right. Finally, have summer. We're in the midst of summer. It feels mm-hmm. very summery, but I know it's going to last through October. We're going to be, which I'm kind heat of like already through October a little bit anxious about because I love fall weather, mm-hmm. but we're not going to really get it. I think we're going to end up having our summer in the fall. Yeah. It's all kind of getting pushed back a little. I'll stop being so pessimistic. Mm, okay. I'm curmudgeon. Let's live in today because today is summer. <laughs> and I just summer. want summer to continue so a little bit So summer where we so, are. Quite warm. Okay. Yes. We're staying right here. Okay. But Sarah, our book for August. I'm so excited, Jamie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. The book we chose for our August book club pick is The Collected Regrets of Clover 
by Mickey Brammer. Ooh. Now, Sarah didn't really care much for the book cover on this one. I don't love the cover. I do like the cover you on like this it. one. Which I think we also need like a rating for covers. We should. One out of five stars. We totally should. I give this one a four. Stop it. One out of five and you give it a four? Okay, maybe three. <laughs> I'll give it a two. <laughs> I won't say it's like the worst cover I've ever seen. Okay. It's to have the words on top of those flowers is super busy. Yeah, it's a little busy. It's okay, kind of hard I can to see read. That. Um, and it, it, I have to really look at it to see what it is. Like I was like, "What is that?" It just looks like a colored mess. And then I'm see, like, "Oh, I it's flowers." I would have thought you would have loved it because you love flowers. I do love flowers, but, but this is this is not screaming I love to you. No. Okay. Well, but maybe you'll love it. Do you love it? If our listeners love it, please let us know. Yeah. Or if Give you us don't your opinion. love it and your team Sarah, let me know. Okay, let's see if our... Ooh, Sarah, I'm nerding <laughs> out right now. Let's rate what? the cover now before we read it. And Kay. then correlate our rating on the cover to see if it correlates to our rating on like, the book. Oh, oh. Like, is a three-star cover a three-star book? Ooh, I like this. Okay, I'm writing down right now because I keep a notebook. Yep of cover rating so that we can come back come back and see and compare okay jamie gives i'll it give it a three three i hope that's not the correlation because i'm giving because you're a giving two. it a two and that means you hate this book i don't foresee you giving it a two i would be surprised that i'm very interested in what the yeah. synopsis says okay go ahead and read it to us okay here's here's the synopsis it, it, and by the way on Goodreads, this book gets 4.22 stars with almost 15,000 ratings. Very high. Yes. High ratings. And it just came out in May. So it's new. Yeah, it's a newer one. Okay. This is the synopsis. Mickey Brammer's The Collected Regrets of Clover is a big-hearted and life-affirming debut about a death doula who, in caring for others at the end of their life, has forgotten how to live her own. What's the point of giving someone a beautiful death if you can't give yourself a beautiful life? From the day she watched her kindergarten teacher drop dead during a dramatic telling of Peter Rabbit, Clover Brooks has felt a stronger connection with the dying than she has with the living. After the beloved grandfather who raised her dies alone while she is traveling, Clover becomes a death doula in New York City, dedicating her life to ushering people peacefully through their end-of-life process. Clover spends so much time with the dying that she has no life of her own until the final wishes of a feisty old woman send Clover on a trip across the country to uncover a forgotten love story and perhaps her own happy ending. As she finds herself struggling to navigate the uncharted roads of romance and friendship, Clover is forced to examine what she really wants and whether she'll have the courage to go after it. Probing, clever, and hopeful, the Collected Regrets of Clover turns the normally taboo subject of death into a reason to celebrate life. I'm excited. I, me too, because I also really love that there is such thing as a death doula. It's pretty cool. I think that is a very cool, and I can't even imagine that profession. The type of personality that would go into that profession is like the kindest, yeah. most giving person and I really admire that because that would be hard I mean I don't know any death doulas personally yeah 
Um, I will say when we lost my mother-in-law a little while ago, we she was at home on hospice. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, the hospice, hospice nurses helpers. and workers were, like, like salt of the earth. Like, Amazing. such yeah. genuinely kind, helpful, wanted everyone to feel good people. Right. And, they were, and they were so, like, knowledgeable about what we could expect. Like, just having right. knowledge. Letting you know how this would go super down. super powerful. Yeah. Like, just understanding the process and what to expect and what we would be seeing was, like such a gift right it really was yeah and i can see when you're prepared then you don't have to question is this normal is this okay do i need to is she in pain is she you know Mm -hmm. all those things when you're prepared for them you can just then spend time and not being worried about all those things just knowing that it's all the natural process and you can just be there to love and have those moments this is where we're at today yeah yeah it was very helpful yeah. And I mean, and it's still painful, Absol- right? It doesn't absolutely. take the pain away, but right. it absolutely was um, helpful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, my deepest appreciation to anyone who's willing to stand by families as they go through as they those, go through that process, those experiences. Yeah, yeah for sure. <sighs> okay, well, I'm excited about that, and to see how it makes us love life. Yes. Me too. Especially going into this next season of the year. Oh, That's kind of perfect timing. It is. It's like the death of summer <laughs> in August. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to still live the through the August. hard yeah. parts of the fall. I'll make it. You're I'll gonna survive. Make it. It's going right? to be great. It's going to be so great. I believe in you. Okay. But now, here's your spoiler alert, listeners. And after this break, we'll oh. come back with the good stuff. All right, we're back. And you get a spoiler alert again, just in case you didn't get me the first time. We will be talking all things upstairs at the White House. Yes. So excited about it. Here we go. J.B. West. Yeah. What'd you think, Jamie? I liked it. I I, liked it a lot. I think you liked it more than me, and I'm actually... I totally liked it. ...really surprised. Happily surprised. (laughs) You were willing to sacrifice your own love of the book for me. That's big of you, Jamie. (laughs) Well, and I think also because I know it's, um, this is not a common book. I mean, I read occasionally, but not even common for me, you know. But I have read some presidential books or history of government books. Um, But I think that is not common or often interesting sure depending on how it's written some are great some are dry so I found myself reading this and thinking okay what's Sarah thinking what's Sarah (laughs) thinking because maybe my judgment isn't equal to what other people you know or what are our listeners thinking are they like hating this they're hating this this was the wrong choice like I I really questioned myself a lot with this one more than any other book we've picked and it wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it it's just because it is so different. You were trying to look at it from everyone else's yes. perspective. Yes. Are they going to enjoy this? Yeah. Stop so, it. Okay. I'm stopping because I it really was good. <laughs> it was so good. This is what I felt about it. Now, I, I don't dislike patriotic things and stories and books. Mm-hmm. And I have read some and I've enjoyed them. I don't think I would... I don't gravitate towards them. Mm-hmm. I don't like go, ooh, yeah, I need to read that. Unless it's like recommended to me. Like, oh, you really need to read this book. Mm-hmm. And then I probably would. 
And generally in those cases, those are ones I like because right. it's it's got this recommendation behind it and maybe some there's a reason that they really liked it, right? And mm-hmm. I understand that. But um, this one was a little bit different for me because it kind of felt, and I told Jamie this already, but it kind of felt a little bit like gossip. Yes. yes. <laughs> like it wasn't because it's his experience. It's his right. perceptions in his experiences. But it kind of felt like we were getting this like backdoor peek. Because we were. I know. This is parts like, and as you read through it, through the different first ladies and how they incorporated or how they felt about publicity or the news or the media involved in their lives. Well, even those that were like, nope, it's still us. We're here with our family. You're not welcome here. We got those. Yeah. Because of his position there and then writing about it. So right. I mean, yeah. he worked directly with them. He was there every day, all day. Yeah. Like, it just was such a unique perspective and experience that we got to, to yes. read Very about. Yes, very personal. And, I mean, obviously, we he talks about the presidents, but it was specifically about the first ladies, right? Because mm-hmm. that's who he interacted with a majority of the time. Mostly. And I loved that because you never hear about, and I said this before, but the women behind the man. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. We, they, there's a group of people that are supporting these presidents, specifically right. their, their wives and how they're helping and supporting and keeping them going right. during this really hard job. Because, yes, they're on board with them as they're running and campaigning. Like, they get that They've this involves agreed. them, but yes. it's not their job they or their it, <laughs> yeah. right right and you don't you don't get you're supporting someone and you get thrown into this whole world you're that you had no idea your, what it's gonna be like i mean can, even like when jb west talks about like when the new family came in the next new family briefing them on the this protocol the of the, the white house, house works can you even imagine moving in there and being like okay now what 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 do i do what do i yeah. need to do how do I pay for things? How do I? I thought that was really interesting too. Like you pay for your own, the first family pays for their own food. Isn't that fascinating? I thought that was extremely fascinating. I mean, I guess you would be paying for your own food somewhere else. Right. But you're not going out to the grocery store and picking what you're going to have to eat today. Right. So right. You're, you're having to depend on whatever the cooks choose to yeah. cook. Well, and even some of the first ladies. And now I think you remember more specific the, whose experience was whose. And I'm just, I am not because names. I mean, anyway, <laughs> there was one first lady that was like, I just want to go to the market and get it myself because I can get a deal. I know what a good deal yes. is. I know. I want to go to these specific stores. I want to drive myself. I think that was Mrs. Truman. Mrs. Truman. Okay. Best Truman. Yeah. She was like, look, I, I know how to shop on a dime and I can get what I like. And and can you imagine like these are a part, this is a part of my regular day life. Mm-hmm. And now I give up all of that. Well, now what do I do? Now, exactly. Now yeah. who am I? Now what is my what day What is my position? With? What is my right purpose? Look at all these people are doing the things that I usually do. Mm-hmm. And now what? Mm-hmm. And yes, there was stuff for her to do, but it was not what she was used to doing. Right, right. Oh, I just thought it was so fascinating. So fascinating, the differences. And that J.B. West and all the employees in the White House were employees of the White House. Yes. Not of the families. He said that they pretty... They worked for the White House. Like quite often throughout the book that he, one of his greatest lesson he learned, right, 
was that he served the presidency mm-hmm. and the White House, not the president. Right, right. Because those allegiances come and go. Yes. Yeah. But the position is always there mm-hmm. and needing. And and the other thing I appreciated about Mr. West was the way he described each first lady mm-hmm. and their unique qualities that made them who they were. Unique positive qualities oh he loved yeah. each of them he he talks so kindly about all of them yes he, it's not negative gossip or like can you believe she did that yes it was no. always on the up like the positive it was like this is what made her her truest self and yeah. these are her qualities that i loved oh she was so vivacious she was always cracking a joke and playing jokes and mm-hmm. she always like she had an eye for detail or you know what i mean he always right. just had these really the way that he described every first lady, right. I could imagine them as people. Was it um, Jackie Kennedy that was so obsessed with the cleanliness of the White House? Um, well, there. I think the Turners, Turners, the Trumans, Trumans. were um, noticed that the the, the cleanliness Roosevelt's wasn't weren't very like under the Roosevelts like. Nothing, I think, got clean. Okay. Ever. Okay. And so the the, when turn, they came the in. Trumans were like, "Hey, like I'm seeing spider webs. Like I shouldn't see spider webs." But the person who like went really big was Eisenhower. Like, okay, the cleanliness. Mamie of it. Eisenhower yeah. was like. So you know that she was probably difficult with her expectations of cleanliness, but he doesn't come across as it was like hard for him. Right. Like, no, oh, he's we like, were yeah, so annoyed with her. But she, he was like. <laughs> This this was her request, it was and that's important to her. So we made sure it got done. Yeah, yeah. And then I think under one of them, the housekeeper they tried with the housekeeper to get her, because it's unusual for a family to fire someone, right? Because they serve the White Every, House. Yeah. So it's not and they're not their there employee ever. Yeah. Right. And so that was unusual. But I think there was the head housekeeper had gotten away with a lot of slack for mm-hmm. a long time, and even though this whether it was Eisenhower or Johnson, I can't remember, but they were like, you've got no, to. No, this isn't, okay. Yeah, yeah, you've got to figure this out. And so the, she eventually was reassigned. Assigned to somewhere else. Is how they put yeah. it. They, made, they handled it very kindly. Yeah. So fascinating to me. I know. Who, who was your favorite? Um, hmm. What were you most, like, what president do you feel like you were like, I really love hearing about that presidency. I love, I think you just, the Kennedys. Obviously. It's just so fascinating. Right? So much there. So much there. It's just, yeah. But I think um, Lady Bird Johnson. Now, I'm not totally a fan of President President Johnson, Johnson, but Lady Bird Johnson. I I really really liked her a lot. I think she got a lot done. Yeah. She. Well, unexpectedly. Yeah. That was the impression I got in the book is that hmm. she, they didn't expect much from her. Like the husband is so loud and domineering and right. her whole life has been just catering Serving to her family. Her, yes. And then she came in and made something more of herself mm-hmm. there because I think there was other people to serve her husband at that point. Right. And to serve her kids. So she was allowed a little bit more like. I can do I things. can do this too. People yeah. are watching us, but she, they did say 
Johnson did blow up at his wife. Yeah, they experienced temper. his temper at her and that you could see her go to her safe place in her brain yeah. during those times. Just, yeah. Thinking Which, about other things. Yeah. And then she did something for herself while she was there and a lot to be proud of. Yeah. I did love that. Yeah. I think I, there was something unique about all of them. I, I didn't love the Roosevelt's and I know they were the first yeah. and he was just getting his feet wet I gave a pass when I kind of, because I felt the same way. I was just like, eh, what is Roosevelt's? Uh. Just a little disappointed. But as I thought more about it, it was the beginning of Mr. West's career and him even learning how everything should go. So maybe he wasn't as confident in his telling of what was going on because I did feel like it grew. His writing and yes. knowledge of what was going on and who was what and what budget was what and this and that. Yes. You could tell that his knowledge and his position grew throughout the book. Yes. And I think definitely with the Roosevelt's, it was more just an overall observation of the happenings of the White House, right? Mm-hmm. Like the comings and goings felt chaotic. There was always people coming and going, living in all the different rooms. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was so big. That was surprising Huge. to me. Yeah. Um, I've never been there, so I was just imagining, like, the way I've it was been on the described. outside, but we didn't get a tour of the inside, so I've stood outside and looked at it. When they said it was 16,000 acres... What the heck? That's I was humongous. like, oh my gosh, that is huge. And yes, like, the lawn, it's big, but I was actually shocked when it said 16,000 acres. Yeah, that's really big. It's really big. That's really yeah. big. That gives Those you a lot of room. Lawns are huge. But even yeah. the requests that different presidents or first ladies made when they came in, like which one shocked you the most? Like what did you think? Um, I loved that Mamie Eisenhower wanted mm-hmm. to sleep with her husband. Like they were sharing a room. Right. Yes. Like why is it assumed they're going to be in different bedrooms? Right. I could not wrap my head around that. Maybe that's normal for people right. at that level of power to just not share a room. Well, maybe because they're up all night or have weird schedules or maybe they have different I don't know. I just didn't I was, love that. Yeah. Like or I I mean I would want them to be together. I feel mm-hmm. like that is uh I don't know, a showing like, that they family? are connected. Yeah. yeah. And that they're more than just like I don't know, partners, mm-hmm. which that's important. Which I think it was um, the president at the end, uh, Nixon, yes. when they came in and they were like, get rid of this king size bed. We just need a double. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you just need a double? That is super not big enough. That is so small. Yeah. You leave the king size. I mean, the rooms are huge, so it's not the a matter of so that there's not room for a king size. Totally. Keep the king size. And they're like, no, too. we just need Why a double. Are all these wires under my bed. <laughs> it's like, so you can have all the new latest and greatest electronics. And he was like, nope, no, get them out. out. And his wife got rid of the big screen TV. Like there, there had been a big TV yeah. and she's like, we don't, what was, what would, what would I use this I for? I want that in here. Remove it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just find it really interesting which ones like. Keep this, get rid of that. Appro- like approached it with like, ooh, TV. Yes, this is the newest thing. Let's learn. Let's see what, cause that's a part of the country too, is knowing what your country is doing and TV was a big thing. So let's bring this in and let's start seeing what it's all about and then they come in and they're like nope no tv 
Yeah. I can just call the operator. I don't need all this phone connection. And yeah. it was almost like going back in time. But then Nixon was, I mean, we didn't learn a lot about Nixon because that's no. when Mr. West retired. But he was like notoriously totally. spying on all these people. Everyone. Like, right. totally doing it, which is maybe why he was so worried about it right like he didn't have any control of those wires or knew how they were put in so he didn't want anyone to spy on him so he had to have it all ripped out and then president johnson's shower i mean i don't know how they can't talk about the shower oh my gosh like how wasteful how many different shower heads over yourself like bringing in experts ripping it out shower head six times i think they said at least ripping it out like building the shower ripping it out building it ripping it over and and it never was what he wanted. He was never happy with it. It was never perfect. Because he just imagined. Oh, what? my gosh. Stop it. What a ridiculous person that. But everyone else I, needed to be frugal, right? Because he was right. the president with lights Making out. Making sure all the lights were out. But he spent a fortune on shower on showers. Oh, my gosh. Give me a break. That annoyed just me, for actually. His shower. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. I loved Jacqueline Kennedy's resourcefulness because they had no budget right to like do anything in the white house when they moved in it was like what can i do and it was like sorry like we there's there's no budget to do no anything and she got really resourceful you know she kind of she didn't overstep but she did ask for things that others never had asked for like can i see the warehouse and right she, and he was like no what why not right you know there wasn't a good reason not to just that nobody no else had, had ever asked right right and so what she was able to see when she got there and the way that she was able to use the different pieces yes. and highlight them within the white house mm-hmm. i love that about jacqueline kennedy the way that she turned the white house into like a historical museum yes we live here right but this is our presidential this is the country's yes white house and this is a piece of our history and the it's president's before all us. these pieces have meaning and we need to remember that yeah and i love that she created the curator position mm-hmm. so that there could be people who understood every piece so that a new when a new first lady came in they couldn't just get rid of it right it had to be, yeah you know everything is cataloged everything is on display for a reason just like you would in a museum right and then she made the book Yes. to get, gain funds to do other things. They didn't things. have enough money yeah. to like... So they could get donations for furniture. This was super interesting because you don't think about this. But light fixtures, lamps, mm-hmm. lampshades. They talked about the price of lampshades were so expensive and they had to be replaced. They were worn. Right. And so, but nobody's going to give money for a lampshade. A lampshade. Lame. Yeah. But it's it's but it important. Needs to be, yeah. it, it's a part of the whole room. Right. I thought things like that were so interesting. Or rugs. Uh-huh. You know, those details that you need to have to finish the room that no one wants to pay for. Right. And she really opened it up to the people to see. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a private well, home Well, and anymore. how much more? Because there were always tours you could go on. Mm-hmm. But how much more meaningful is it now that you go in and you learn something? Yeah. You're not just spying on the first family. You're actually going in and you're learning about the White House. You're learning about all the presidents who have mm-hmm. been here and the mark that they left and the impact that they had. I mm-hmm. love that she did that. Right. I thought it was yeah, really cool. I really liked her as well. I thought it was strange when they so casually said, and I don't, again, I don't remember which president or first lady it was, when they moved the bowling alley. 
Oh. Do you remember that part when they're like, and they had the bowling alley moved to from yes. this place to this place? I can't place, remember and I was who like, did it either. Who just up and moves a bowling alley? Right. In the White House. Like, this isn't the place for the bowling alley? Right. Let's move it over well, to the... Well, and I think it was President Truman who was like trying to get permission to put a balcony on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And like Congress was like, no, you're, you're going to ruin the the aesthetic of the white house and you right. can't do that they wouldn't give permission he's like well, i can do whatever i want and he did it anyway and he did it and then they never used it <laughs> that's he like wanted a total, to be it's able just to be look. out there and see like i can't remember what it's a view of but it's like uh, i think the lincoln oh monument, monument or something yeah and so he was like how do we not utilize this view and then he said and then he never utilized mr west was like view. i think they had coffee there twice <laughs> I don't remember Is that, that part. funny? I thought that was yeah. super funny. I was like, oh, huh. we're all, it, that all became the about that the fight. that were so important. Yeah. Or Mr. Kennedy walking nude from the pool oh to gosh. his bed. Like, yes. what? Can we, did, can, they he wanted a corridor weird. put in so that he didn't have to walk outside in the cold, but instead yes. he just, they put doors in other rooms so he could walk, walk through. through doors in a towel. He's weird. That was weird. And I've read a previous book about him that he often not that would I didn't have... think he did a great job as right. president but that I is think weird he had the weirdest corks he swam naked like how hard is it to put a swimsuit on it is not hard not hard but he chose to swim naked but he also when he when people wanted to meet with him he'd say well come take a swim with me and they swam that naked is so weird right that's weird but then he in another presidency they made a point in there to say that there were suits of all sizes for anyone who came yes, to swim did. with the president Yes, they did. So there you go. So go ahead and swim. Yeah, you and couldn't get away with suit. swimming with senators and congressmen naked anymore. That would be such a scandal. Oh my gosh! Can you even imagine if the media got a hold no, of that is something like that now? That I is mean, you so just weird. That is weird. Yeah, I thought um, my favorite relationship. Right? The way uh-huh. that he would describe the different... There were things about each relationship that I did love. You know, I love that he said the Trumans were like the most like a regular family. Midwestern. Right. They were very close. They didn't socialize outside of their family very much. It was their much. family they, and a family yeah. home almost. And they would yeah. tease each other and joke around like a fam- like you, you mm-hmm. would imagine a family doing. And, right. And I thought that was really sweet. And then I loved that Mamie Eisenhower like slept in the same bed like so how she he talked about walking in there the first day Mm -hmm. and she's on the phone with her friend and she's like yep now I can just tap Ike on the head whenever I want to (laughs) on his bald head like something like that and I thought that was darling yeah just this cute little yeah quirky relationship I thought that was so it was interesting to see the relationships between husband and wife yes on that more personal level yeah and like Jacqueline Kennedy like that one was surprising I don't know much about them but I'm always curious Mm -hmm. always and just like knowing that he is you know very much known for having affairs and things and that was not at all talked about which is Mm -hmm. I actually kind of appreciated I like just seeing things about Jackie yeah but that she she really did care about his happiness and making sure he was okay and seeing and I assume it was both ways but as they tried to navigate this like younger marriage mm-hmm. with the young, young family kids. yeah like her she, having a miscarriage or she didn't yeah. miscarry she like 
well, gave she birth. Missed, it, was it was premature. She gave birth yeah. to a premature baby that didn't make it. Like, right. I think he lived a day or two days. Yeah, so Something sad. like that. And yeah. then I loved that comment after. Um, I guess she, you know, she didn't travel with him a lot when he went out mm-hmm. um, doing his work around the country. But she, for whatever reason, decided to go to Texas with him during that trip. Mm-hmm. And afterward, coming home and saying to just, Mr. West, like, mm-hmm. can you imagine if I wasn't there? Yeah. I mean, I am so glad that I went. Which that, I mean, I was so torn with that comment because how traumatic that she was there and witnessed it. True. But to have not been there. Right. You know, to have those last moments with him of that, to be with him in his last days, that was worth going through that traumatic experience. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And just watching the increased need of security. Mm-hmm. I mean, from when he started with Roosevelt, their security and the comings and goings and the way that they traveled and got around up to Johnson, it was like night and day. Mm-hmm. He had to, Johnson had to be driven in his car from the White House across the street. Mm-hmm. Across the street, you couldn't just just casually walk, walk like all there. the other presidents did. No. Yeah, it was very, very more secure, right. much more secure. To see the security grow throughout yeah. it and see the and need for it. The need, yes, when it started, how it started, yeah, definitely. I thought it was interesting. Um, that I think it was during World War Two when everyone was put on rations, the country was oh. put on rations, that even the White House yeah. had to follow and only have rations for, and yet still have people... Host. Yeah, they had to host people like who were coming to the White House. Yes. Yeah, yep. But and using their rations. Crazy. Which was wild. And to, and to hear um, when Churchill visited. That was crazy. Okay, I... I have got to go read a book about him because I had no idea he walked around naked. Naked, either a jumpsuit or naked. That's all he ever wore. Why? Why do I not know that? I have watched all of The Crown. (laughs) Can we go talk about that show? No one ever said. No one ever said he was a weirdo. I thought he was (laughs) really like wise and kind and like helped the queen get her footing. Well, then even. I thought it was weird, too, that when they were talking about Churchill, uh, a girl had walked by. I don't remember who it was, a little girl. And they Ow! were relieved that the, he had clothes on. It was on. the daughter. Um, Which one? Was that? It was a granddaughter. Truman? I think it's Eisenhower's Eisenhower? granddaughter. And they were grateful oh, that no, he no, 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 no. had a jumpsuit It jump was maybe someone's daughter, like a co-worker, like one of the other employee's yeah. daughter that lived in the White House. Maybe? Yeah. I, I she don't was young. Who it was. She was young, and he's they, like, "Come give me come a give kiss me on a the kiss. cheek." Ugh. No, no, you don't call was little he kids a pedophile. Like, that's what I got. Kind of a creep vibe from that. I am really quite curious. Yeah. I guess no one's. Perfect. Or maybe back in the day that was more acceptable, but in this day, that that's true. That we gave me to a total wear creep. glasses for the yeah. era. That's true. Speaking of wearing glasses, the other thing I thought was interesting was that Truman swam in the pool with his glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> just all these little tidbits of quirky things that I just so think are so interesting. interesting. Okay, when I finished this book, I jumped online going like, who is the chief usher now? And how many chief ushers have there been since Mr. West? And did anyone else write a book 
because I want to hear about all the rest of the presidents. That's so interesting because I jumped on and Googled different pictures of things they were talking about. Like Ah. pictures of the weddings that happened in there and pictures of like when they talked about things, I felt like I needed to see a picture and I'm assuming that the actual book has pictures in it. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I wanted pictures of things. That is so interesting. I just wanted to read because then it just stopped at the Nixons and I'm like, you've got me going here. Now I need to know the rest. Yeah. Are there other books? I didn't see any, but maybe I just don't know. But maybe that was a unique talent of Mr. West. That's something that I kept thinking about was like maybe J.B. West like just had a way with words. And so it made sense for him to like write a book. And he obviously kept a diary. Yes, he did say that. that. And that a lot of these memories came from the daily tasks and diary and probably calendars that he he kept my wonder is he served 28 years as or i think it was a total of 30 but maybe 28 as the as the head head usher something like that chief usher chief usher um how common was it to have served for that long um not common I certainly, um, I think it was, okay, so if you go on Wikipedia, thank you, mm-hmm. Wikipedia. Thank you. Um, um, okay, so here's one, 25 years, then the next one was only five years. Okay. And then back to 30 years, 12 years, um, so it kind of jumps. It varies. Yeah. I would think that is a job that through more time you become better at. Yeah. But it's always changing too because you have to change with the modern change of the world. Yeah. Also with the different personalities and changes that are coming into the White House. I remember hearing like when Obama came in, everything went to casual dress. Like it was like golf shirts and slacks for um, the people working in the White House. And it, it was made a very casual... Um, relationship yeah and so I just think that's so interesting the specifics and like when the first ladies would say or the presidents would say can we change this and they're like yeah let's change that like the things that were sure. changed and done and yeah with each president it was it was super interesting and when you go on here you can see like who each of these chief ushers served mm-hmm. like which presidencies there was you know um, after J.B. West, the next one was quite long. Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. stayed for a long time. Then the next after him was Reagan, George H.W. Bush, Clinton, and George W. Bush. Okay. Then the next one was just George W. Bush and Obama. Damn. The next one was Obama and then Trump, but then Trump fired her like within the first few months. Ah. Uh-huh. So she didn't last long with Trump. So who was the next one? Who did Trump hire to replace? Hired, it was a woman. No, he hired a man. No, oh, the he, woman the he, woman he, he fired the woman. So that yeah. was the only woman She's the in only that position. woman that's ever held that position. Okay. Um, Timothy Harleth, who um, I believe was like a, he he's familiar with their family. It's the someone that they personally yeah, knew. knew. I think... <clears throat> which I think is hard. Like uh-huh. when you think about the White House as its own 
like machine Mm -hmm. you come in and you put in a whole new person who's never worked there to run it doesn't know the machine and that's a family friend again they don't that's about you president they should just be your for the private assistant they don't need to run the whole white house right i think that's that was a mistake in my opinion mistake but he only served trump okay so there's someone new now and now yes president biden has a different one robert downey is the chief usher so currently. who hires this person it does the president have say over it obviously trump they did do. yes and when there's little notes uh-huh. with these both and it's like trump hires timothy harleth and then robert downey it says biden hire robert downey um i hmm. do think i i want to say jb west mentions this a little bit like yes the the hiring and the whatever is made by the president but they do it with recommendations from in-house right Right. like or from the previous um person who's leaving the job because most Mm -hmm. of the time this is happening because people are retiring retiring this is a new con yeah what a mess that other situation left i would say right right yeah otherwise because i think klein was it klein or klim was the person before west klim Mm -hmm. Krim. Okay. Mr. Krim was before Mr. West. Who, and Mr. West was like underneath him. He started out at first. Yeah. Being his assistant. Yes. Right. And so when he was retiring, he said, you know. I, I recommend. This, is, this would be the right fit. Right. For this job. Right. And they agreed. Yeah. Right. So Very, very interesting. There's so many things. So many little details that we could talk about. Yeah, bring up all these little things. And And I really do want to hear, like, wouldn't you want to be a fly on the wall, you know, with the Trump administration? Please. Who's going to write me that book? Right. Well, one of the Trumps. And I don't want it from their perspective. No, I want want it from from an outside perspective. Someone who was there before and seen how other presidents ran it and then has experienced it through that administration and compare those differences me too and obama like i would love yeah. to see what their family yes. was like in the white house like i just i want it to go so past we ended with nixon and i, I want to keep going on and find out i want a book from all of the following people in that position totally anyway yeah. i loved it we'd love to hear what you thought about this book if you read along with us you can find us on instagram or facebook you can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com Please rate and subscribe. It's so helpful for us. Thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.